Hello world, this is Kevin Pascal and you are tuned in to the Hinted Run podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, you hear me talk with Jeremiah Ajayi, which I really love this conversation. I I think it was really calming and um, it was really two ways, you know. So, and um, yeah, the conversation was fun. It was insightful. It was interesting. And I do hope you listen to the end because there are a lot of juice in this episode. You don't want to miss any of it, honestly. So... If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget that. Also, subscribe if you are not subscribed. Follow me on Spotify. Leave reviews on Apple Podcasts with five stars. And, you know, follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Hinted Neuron if you have questions, comments, or concerns. I'm really glad to be releasing episodes again after a long time. So, yeah, so I hope to be consistent now. And, um, yeah, that'll be all for now. Here's my conversation with Jeremiah Ajayi. I am here with Jeremiah Ajayi. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for having me. All right. Jeremiah Ajayi is speaking like a calm person today, but I assure you he's not this calm. And today <laughs> we, we, um, it's nice to have you on the podcast, though. I mean, this is one of the first podcast interviews I'm doing live for this month. And you know, it's kind of exhausting to do online calls and record. Yeah. But sometimes when you're in a room with a person, you feel that conversation energy. And I hope that's what we get today. Yeah, I also so I Before we dive right in, I'm going to give um, Jeremiah, um, you know, one minute to talk about himself, you know, what he does, what, who he is as a person, and whatever he has to say. So. Okay, this is the part I hate most, but. All right, let's go. Okay, so I'm Jeremiah Jai, and. Uh, I'm into um, digital marketing. Then my specialization in digital marketing is um, content management, SEO, that's search engine optimization, um, social media management and strategy. And I'm also into um, career coaching. That's, I know it's different from digital marketing, but yeah, so let's just say I'm into digital marketing and career coaching. And I have a newsletter called the Wednesday goodness where I uh, do my personal development shenanigans. That's all about that. And that's about me as a professional, Sha. That's really cool. So you're like this Seth Godin kind of guy. I don't know. So uh, you, are, are you like a Seth Godin kind of person? Where you write and give us hot, really well, inspiring Seth, Seth is more consistent than I am. He yeah. publishes every day. Yeah. I but I feel like if I wanted to be like Seth, I could be that person. But, mm, really? but he's now like what? Well, because I take notes every day. Yeah. I think about things every day. So I take notes. Most yeah. times, I, if I'm not taking in my note taking up, I'm not. I'm texting myself on WhatsApp. Yeah. Some stuff I'm thinking about. But yeah. I feel, and Seth, um, his own... Um, Post are not that long. They're just short. What's uh, what's talking about at the moment? Words, yeah. Yeah, so, but making it official, making it look like work, would be now the big it's body for be me. Exhausting. Yeah. yeah. So I can I can manage to be consistent taking notes every day. But if I want to publish every day consistently, it's, it's not like work. Hard. And I feel what Seth does is very hard because unlike your notes, for instance, where you don't have to edit because you know it's not for public consumption. He has to edit, he has to refine it, he has to make sure that what he's putting out there is actually readable because sometimes your thoughts might be readable to yourself, not to the public. So what Seth does is really hard. I just publish once 
I, I, okay, so before I went on a break, I'm on this content creation break. I used to publish every week. So I'll publish um, a newsletter this week, then the next week will be a blog post. So that was it, basically. So I'm not, I'm not weighing any, what am I saying? I'm not in any way related to that. Yeah, that's nice. I think, um, yeah, I think what you do is amazing. SEO, content management, content strategy, blogging, writing. Like that's like a whole bunch of stuff. So how many, you work with clients too? Uh, yes, I, well, I, I took a break from that because I started working with this company last year. So I just like stopped working with freelance how, clients. How would you compare working with clients and working with a company? Uh, well, I think everything has to go in this. Yeah. And they both have their advantages and disadvantages, but overall, I think I prefer working with a company because working with clients to me is like, there's this also to always get more, to always, you know, look for clients. Yeah. Except, yeah, except you have a retainer, but they don't adapt. It's not a retainer is like still working for a company. Yeah. So there's not much difference. So I, I particularly don't look for clients. So okay. Most of my own career as a tech person. Yeah. I will not refer to myself as a tech person. Oh yeah, a tech person, please. I would say that I don't necessarily look for people to work with. People come. Okay. People reach out. Mm-hmm. Is it that they reach out or? I'm, someone refers them to me. Okay. So I, I don't think I've ever been in this chase. Maybe in my early days, I would yeah. be okay, this is what I do. This is what I do. Yeah. So yeah, but to me, I kind of like it in a way because it means I'm not, because I worked for a company before. I, I saw how... This can be monotonous. You, yeah. you need to have meetings with HR. You yeah. need to do this. You need to have these compulsory meetings. I just want to like know what I have to do and just do it for the person. And, you know, most times I work with... And I play long-term games with people yeah. where I don't have to, like, let them go like that. They exactly. keep coming. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of long-term games. Keep playing the same games with people. Yeah, and mm-hmm. thing. yeah so I think that's really amazing. Yeah. But overall, I think I prefer freelancing too because... But, but then, okay, let me be honest. Say the real background story. So the reason why I stopped freelancing was because, I, as a person, I get a lot on my plate. And freelancing requires you to... Um, always be at a lot or like companies working know what you're going to do so there was this time last year where i was receiving work more than i could undo it doesn't really be a recurring problem for me it happened in 2019 it happened last year too so i just realized that okay I, it might be time i take i took a break from freelancing so i just did that i'm kind of back into it a bit i bet but it's nothing serious yet yeah that that's nice but well freelancing makes you rich so, obviously, so obviously. I'm talking with a rich person right now. Oh, Jesus Christ, Kevin, I beg, stop that. Yes, which is nice. I'm talking to a rich person, he will give me tips on how to be rich, too. Oh, obviously, Jesus. if you want to know where these people are seeing the money, you need to listen, listen to this podcast, listen to the end. I think Jeremiah Jai will be dropping tips for us. How do you break in? How do you find this money? And you know, all that good stuff. So, yeah. All Jeremiah lies, Ajay. please. All lies. Where Una they see this money? All lies, please. <laughs> All lies. This guy is lying to you guys. Where Una they see this money? You're the rich one, Kelvin. You're a tech bro. You have technical skills. I don't. Sorry. This is not you intervening. I'm intervening you. I'm asking you a question. Well, I'm, where Una they see this money? I mean, I'm asking you back. <laughs> where Una tech bros they see this money? Because, guy, you guys have money. Like, you guys have money. And I think it's, it's one thing that sometimes gets me bothered as a creative. 
you guys, because of your technical skills, you're more appreciated than we the creatives. Like in the average tech company. Nobody creates some nobody nobody appreciates me because I have technical skills. Who appreciates me? Nobody knows. I feel like it's the people who put things out there. Like people oh. like designers who like writers who yeah. like creators yeah. who can put things that are visually seen yeah i could make something elegant in, yeah you know write an elegant code or something make mm. something elegant logic you know piece logic together that, that, that's looking elegant but i can't nobody will necessarily appreciate that no okay. if you don't understand but you can make something that appeals to everybody you can write something that appeals to everybody I also, you can draw something that appeals to everybody you can design something that appeals to everybody not, well, not necessarily, but like to last some of people. Yeah. But for you can't you can't show people um, code that you've changed chained together and like it will appeal to them. Well, I I think that's where you guys your scarcity or your value comes in because most times the company you're working for the management doesn't understand what you guys are doing, so you guys are able to charge more, you're able to command more respect because they're like, okay, we don't know what these guys are doing. It's very technical. It's so complex. So I think India lies your advantage. Unlike we writers, everybody think writing is easy. It's not just to write a blog post. It's not just to create social media content. I can do that. So most times as a creative, you might not easily get like appreciated like your tech counterparts. Sure. Bro. Well, well, if that's what you feel. Yeah, so tell me, Jeremiah, what's the creative process like for you? How do you manage to be consistent because you post every week yeah you send out content every week but you how do you mind because consistency is like a big deal Every, everybody could create but how would you become consistent with it that you, you will tell yourself this is what i'm going to do every week and i'm going to do it yeah okay so i think it has to do more with just being like standing up and just saying let me just do this shit because I'm a very lazy person and I procrastinate a lot. So most times I will have to write a blog post. I will have written the idea in my notes on my phone and that, okay, I have to write this. But just the idea of having to type, having to edit, having to, because I create um, images for my blog content, having to do that, having to share, it's just so exhausting. But I guess I have to remember, remind myself that just put it in out there, just get up and type, bam, you'll be all right. And I also remind myself that my first drafts it's okay for it to be horrible so most times i just get up and i just i can write let's say i'm trying to write about uh inter neuron for instance why you should listen to it i might not have like the concrete ideas in mind in mind already but once i just create an outline and i just just type something i just type something so most times i come back to it later to actually refine it so that was helps okay. because it's more easier so yeah, to come back. So yeah, like this kind of person who writes, who have you need to have a skeleton. Yes, and I, then I put do. the flesh in it. Because for me, how I write, yeah, if I wanted to write, how I write is that I just write sentences. Okay. How I write is that, because a writing is like there are a few sentences that are the main points. Yeah. So I, I, when I finish writing all those sentences that yeah. are like communicating the main thing I want to say. Then I now start looking for other words to like join everything into, together. Okay, that's kind of reverse for me. Because as a writer, I, I, I feel great writing is less words or saying more. So I tend to always cut a lot. I, I hate saying nonsense in my work. Like I hate when I can say something in two lines and I have to go to five lines. And that's okay, let me talk about that. But so I think my writing phase is different from yours in the sense that I tend to cut while you tend to flesh up, right? Okay. 
Sure. Okay. I, I, before we move on to other things, yeah. I want to know about what you find interesting right now. What is really amazing to you right now? What is fascinating you right now? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a deep question. Yes. What is fascinating to me? Okay, Corti is fascinating to me right now. What do you say? Corti. Corti, yeah. Corti is fascinating to you. Yeah. Corti was on my podcast. Yeah, I know. I listened <laughs> to the episode. I know. I know. Yeah. Corti is such a beast. She's fascinating to me right now. Um, again. I think it's just Corti for now. The rest are just things I've normally been engaged with. Yeah. Nina Johnson is just Corti. Then William um, Zinstar, what's his name? He wrote an amazing book on writing. And I've been reading that for a while, so I'm obsessed. What was the name of the book? On writing well. On writing well? Is that not, that's an old book. It is a classic. Yeah, because, yeah. I, see, because I, I have that book marked already. It is. I yeah. think you should read it. It's I an have absolute book. So I'm obsessed with those two. But really, I really don't... I'm not a person that really get fixated on something for too long. So I really don't have anything I'm obsessed with. Since, uh, even Koti. I just, I love her as a person. But I'm not that obsessed to the point where, oh my God, I'm living Koti. I'm breathing Koti. Yeah. yeah. Now, I think we, I don't know if you want me to say this, but now, the way I say this podcast episode is as if I'm talking with one legend guy. Now, in case you don't know, Jeremiah Ajayi is like a pretty young person. So, <laughs> so, so he's like around our age you know, for people who listen to this podcast there's a certain age age range so he's, he's around that age range too so so in case i've given you that sense i'm of, a young please he's a, a young boy a, a, very, a fresh so, blood please so yeah a youth a gen z so when when did you start when did all this thing start for you like okay i know maybe it was maybe you you started developing skills along the way but like, when when did the initial one start and like, how did it spark for you, I guess? Mm, okay, so I've always been writing since I was a kid, but I didn't know there was a thing called freelance writing because I started as a freelance writer before I became in-house. I didn't know that there was a shit called freelance writing until I met this good friend of mine, my friends to date, and I saw him writing and he really had money. I'm like, okay, guy, how are you doing this thing? How are you making money from? Writing for people. I thought I thought it was, yeah, well, I wouldn't lie. But it told me that, you know, you can earn money for writing for people and shit. So I just got into it. Who's that person so that we can go and meet him to show us the money? Who be building. He's very rich. Very rich. My rich friend. Cool. Who be building will stalk you. <laughs> so that was, that was, that was, that's basically the story about that. That's, yeah, that's cool. That's I mean. it. That's so, you mean you started writing professionally in 2018. Yeah, 2018. In university. Yeah. yeah. But not like even writing professionally. Yeah. When did you... Were you this kind of person who write nice essays in primary school and like all the teachers would be like, hey, hey this guy... Yeah, I mean, I was, the, I was the only person that had A in my mock English. In my mock English. Yeah. So you were a pretty good writer. Yeah, I've always been a that. good writer. Yeah. Was that... Just in Bonn or because of the schools or the places you grew up in? I don't know, but my dad is a writer. Oh, your dad is a writer. My your dad, dad is an author. He's not an author, unfortunately. Mm. But he's a writer. He's a journalist. Uh, he's a journalist. He's a journalist. So. Oh, have we seen him on TV before? No, it's, it's, it's not. It's not. 
on-screen journalism. It is like David O'Dayne kind of journalism. Yeah, so so he he, he writes Harry and Potter. apart from that, I I just fell in love with lo- with words is because I was kind of as a child I was the only child for a while. So one of the ways I outsourced my creativity was into writing TV series, and so I'll share like with my friend. Band. Yeah, I'm the first one. Oh. Yeah, cool. like you. So. You you shouldn't just say that out there. Try <laughs> <laughs> to establish a bond. Yeah, so that that was that. So I just really loved writing, and I'm pretty talentless. So I think writing is something I'm really good at. So. Writing is the only thing you're good at. Me, I, I don't know what I'm good at. When people ask me, Kelvin, yeah. like I, I'm sort of like. What am I good at? For if you tell me I'm good at programming, I, I know pretty badass program. I'm not really good at programming. I, I can only try. It's what I do. It's a skill I just acquired and is what I even though I work, I do that for money. But I don't think um great, great like that. It's not like a big skill. To me, I think you know, I've I've actually thought about what I'm good at. And maybe what I'm good at is finding information online. Is that is that your talent though? Because I think, you born, something. I think we were born at a time where the internet was not invented. I don't know how do you yeah. are. I'm good at find, connecting the dots. I'm also good at that, I don't think it's a talent. I think yeah. it is. Why like, do you think so? Now, imagine you as a person. You're yeah. a ghost online. Yeah. Let, me, let me show you how you can be a ghost. You don't use your real names for your social media profiles. Imagine mm. your Twitter account has a different nickname. Yeah. All your social profiles have different nicknames. And I want to find you. Yeah. Imagine you also have a secret blog online and I want to connect the dots for your profiles online. How to just find you, find information about you. Yeah. Just dox you or just make sure that I find good, rich information about you. Yeah. I'm pretty good at that. And we're going to be a detective then. <laughs> I guess. Perhaps I, that's a calling. I feel like that's what I am good at because I do it pretty well. Sometimes well, it feels like I'm stalking, but like, I mean, I'm just obsessed with it. Oh, Kevin, I don't know, but I don't think that... That's not the talent, right? I don't think it's a talent. It, like, means, it means I have no talent. Then. No, I, I, I mean, the conditions of no talent are billionaires, yeah. so it's not, it's not bad. But I just feel like, I don't think it's something that you're, you're born with, because first of all, you know, I just, I don't really think it's something Am I born with anything? I don't know. I don't, I don't. Even the word talent, I think it's calm, because I looked up, I look at, like, last year, or, oh yeah, was it last year? I shared it with my newsletter, Farm. I looked at the works I started writing when I was younger, like, you know, the works I really cherished as a kid. And I realized that they are horrible. Like, they are so crappy that even if my younger brother writes it now, my younger brother is just left and I will slap him that this is a horrible piece of work. So I feel like what we call talent is actually um, determination and just consistency at a skill, which then becomes refined. Yeah, well, I, I guess, yes. I guess. <laughs> no, no, you, bro, bro, I think what you can have is like a natural advantage. Yeah. I, for instance, I'm natural with words. It yeah. comes to me yeah. easily. But my writing, I can tell you for a fact, isn't even good at the point. It's not really good. I, I think I suck at writing sometimes. Yeah, so I don't think anyone has this amazing, amazing talent. You all refine it. Well. You all refine it, actually. So I think we were talking about writing too much, which is kind of boring. It's boring, actually. So, so I I also saw that you wrote a book because I saw somewhere that you are selling an ebook. Yeah, which 
of the books I, I so you've written a lot of books not a lot i think six not a lot wow you've written six books and it's not a lot it's it's not a lot actually because i did them during lockdown everybody was bored during the lockdown yeah so. well i mean you wrote six books during the lockdown yeah 2020 was like my kind of beast mode wow yeah so what why what, what your name uh well i think i saved them somewhere i think i wrote one on content marketing then one on online courses then one on resume templates then one on i'm bad at remembering things then i wrote one on social intelligence because it can count as a book as well because i wrote in a book format then i wrote one on um am i forgetting this thing sorry i think that's, that's what I so it means you are super rich with your book sales i did it i don't sell most of my books that's why, why don't you sell them Uh, because I've you give them you give them as handouts no I, i i first i do them for my email like at first it was like i've written one on seo yeah one on seo too then i can't remember the last one but for me i think my those are ebooks i'm calling them ebook because i know in paper back form and then i've not written what the future will be proud of right yet because i mm. just like child's play what do you want to write you want to like james baldwin or adichie or who would you want to write like like Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Yeah. I love I love oh, I think I would love to tell my life story because I think I have an interesting story. So. Life stories. Not not I say I would I think I would like to tell my So you want your own biography to be an autobiography? Yes, I do. Absolutely. I think I'm going to be great. That's great. I enjoy reading biographies too. No, really? Yeah. I think they're boring. I I think I feel like autobiographies. I don't like Oh, I feel like there's a certain level of pomposity inside <laughs> inside yeah. most autobiographies but yeah it's kind of still good too mm-hmm. yeah I mean more yeah. yeah so which of those books do you like the most the which, ones I've written yeah yeah that's the hard choice I think I love artificial intelligence on the most because not because of the content because it's actually boring but because of the process behind it I was stretched Out of my comfort zone. I I wrote that thing for six months. I had to meet with lawyers, tech lawyers, ask for advice. I had to read things I really didn't know about, you know, and just and expert actually approved. Like it was just like a kind of defining moment for my career. So I think I love that the most. Then the one about online courses. I think I love that. That was honest. It was more authentic than the others. Authentic. Yeah. Everybody talks about this thing. Authentic. Yeah, I think the word is overused. Authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I even asked Wisdom Murashi when he was in my podcast. Authentic. Yeah. What's the word? What, what what does it mean to be authentic? I feel like there is no true. There's no such thing as there's no such thing as an authenticity. Maybe we are just deriving ideas from people. We are copying from people, and I think that's originality. No, or, is there? That's, that's originality. For, for now, would you would you say that we that people people really have original ideas? Einstein had an original idea. Yeah. It's hard to come up with an original idea. What is authentic now in the internet age? Well, I think you're confusing authenticity with originality. What difference do they have? Well, when I say something is authentic, I mean that perhaps the writer or the owner of the story was kind of honest in his delivery and was kind of um, relatable. That's what I mean by authentic, in my opinion. Yeah. So my ideas are not original. I mean... Even this guy said it's Austin Kleon. Where's that? Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I like, I like Austin Kleon's book. Wow, we're all thieves one way or the other. 
Yeah, especially you, me, I. Well, I, like when like it's, it's, that's why most times yeah. when people say you are intelligent or when people call me intelligent, yeah, or people call me smart, I feel like a fraud. Because I'm like, am I truly intelligent? What you feel you might have heard me say, yeah. or what you feel you might have heard me like, I'm just modifying different things together. Oh my God. So, I, mean, you know, I, I feel you on all levels. I, I feel you on all levels. <laughs> For instance, I get a lot of messages. Open my mentor. And a lot of times I feel, uh, calm That's down. Not, I, I yeah. feel like I'm not that on that level because I think... I'm just good like you. I'm also good at compiling information. I'm really, really good at it. Like mm. my friends come to me to help them research and things. I'm really good at using the internet. So most times what I put at groundbreaking ideas are things I've read. And I just put my own words sometimes, you know, join with others, other people and my perspective really. I seem like I'm really smart, but well, I think I am of average intelligence. Yeah. That's why most times I don't like I, I said it, if people call me genius. smart, genius and I feel to trigger my insecurity, to trigger what makes me feel like, hmm, it, because it make me remember that I'm not really smart. But I also think, understand? I don't yeah. want to feel bad that, oh, I'm not really smart. I'm not really smart. Oh, people think of me this way. Mm-hmm. Think of me this way. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to be feeling. I just want to be. Yeah. I, you, you, maybe you feel I'm, I'm smart or I'm intelligent, but on a normal day, I don't necessarily feel like that. Well, on a normal day, I'm digging through problems. I'm trying to solve something, and you know, I feel so stupid because I can't, um, you know, think through a particular thing or like so. So, like as I was saying, you know, on the normal day, I'm either banging my head on one wall, telling myself that I don't understand something, or there's yeah. a particular way I feel about a problem. So, I don't know. Maybe there are days I would learn to take compliments, or there are days I would feel good. Or there are days I feel like I deserve um, a compliment, but maybe I, I feel I'm not there yet. I feel that's, you, that's I a real feel, test of genius. There. I feel I'm not there yet because I, I, I don't feel, I don't feel, most times I enter, because once in a while I enter this state of, um, what was it called? This existential, you get this existential crisis. And like, what am I even doing? Understand what's my role here? Like, Okay, if people see me this way, but mm-hmm. I'm not really doing anything grand. Mm-hmm. Understand? I'm not impacting. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing anything massive. I, I understand. I'm not doing anything big. Mm. I'm just being doing things small. Like when will I do something on a grand scale? I mm. enter those existential crisis and like have this mental breakdown. And yeah. I feel so sad that I'm not doing anything. Even people, you know, people, people tell me, "Oh, you're doing well for your age. You're doing you're, look at." Yeah. But like, I still don't feel like. Yeah, maybe I, I could be doing better. I don't know whether that is me trying to live up to a hype that someone has created Good for you, the for standard. Yeah. So, but 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 that's how I feel most times. So, what, what what do you have to say about that? Well, I first I have to say you're pretty intelligent because intelligent people know they're not intelligent because the information in the world is kind of infinite. So, the more you learn, the more you realize, oh my god, I have so much to cover. So, I think you, Kelvin, are a smart man. And I feel you are on the path to greatness because what you're feeling is what every great person has felt one way or the other. This guy, for instance, people like um, Naomi Osaka, people like you know Selena, Serena rather, people like um, LeBron. I feel don't be at the point where they are if they got satisfied. I feel satisfaction or comfort is the enemy to success. 
and you're not just, I feel what, what you, what you constantly experience your crisis is due to um, your inability to stand comfort, not necessarily you being a failure or anything. So then I just feel like you have the mindset of a great person and it's really admirable. I guess that's what I'm going to say. I guess. And funny enough, funny enough, I, what makes it more interesting is like I resonate with you on all levels because yeah. most times when people hype me, I'm always like, you guys calm down with the hype because I've never gotten into like, okay, so I have this like vision for myself. I've not gotten to yeah, yeah. anywhere close yeah. to it. Because to me, I, most times I feel like what, how people see me it's from how I see me. There's a place exactly, I exactly. I'm not being there yet. Too. Exactly. Because I'm just hype you. I even give it. I don't I'm know not, what it is. And, but like, there's a place I I feel like I could be, you could, and I want exactly. to be. I'm not even close. And, yet. and there's this thing of also. I I feel a lot of times you say don't compare yourself to others, but sometimes I see people that oh my god, we kind of I consider them my peers, not necessarily what the same age or anything, but people like I kind of respect, and I see them achieving great stuff. I'm like. I'm not achieving what these guys are achieving. And these guys are hyping me this much. Why now I could do this. I could be on this level. So I could do more. So I sometimes, you know, have that pressure to yeah. experience that pressure rather. Yeah, which is good. I think it's good. I think it's, I think the moment you start experiencing is when you become dead because you get comfortable. Mm. Yeah. Most times I feel like I'm getting dizzy. Most days, or most days I feel like most days I feel like my, you know, the effort I used to put in. Is reducing. Is reducing. Maybe probably because I kind of have a little bit of cash now. Oh. Which, which helps me, which, okay, now maybe, you know, when you are suffering, you are like really into it. Yeah. You want to like escape. Yeah. But you feel like you've grown past a certain level now. Yeah. And then you start to like. Reach this peak. Yeah. But, but I don't want to have a peak. Yeah. I want to make sure that I'm consistent in what I'm but, doing. But, but, but I think that I feel like having a peak is inevitable though. Like it or not, there's this point where you get to and the love diminishing returns apply to you. Yeah. 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 But, but I think mindset plays a trick there because in if you look sense? at someone like Drake, yeah, Drake didn't have any peak years. Drake always got better. Uh, well, I you saying we, we always get better though. Like, like this I yeah, I feel advances. like I want to always get better. Yeah, yeah. The more I keep putting in my work, the more I yeah. keep putting effort into what I do. Like yeah. I don't want to have any peak. I want to make sure that the that tomorrow I'm beating today. Yeah. Next tomorrow I'm beating tomorrow. Yeah. That kind of thing. That's why I really love Beyonce. Like, I, I people that know me know I'm like I'm a big fan, but I'm not I'm not a fan of Beyonce's music. I really do like her music because uh, um, our first albums were two romance. I don't know romance you know girl pop songs but i really love beyonce because every time she drops a she and um j cole i really love those two artists each time they're dropping a work or something is better than the the past one and these guys have been decades into their artistry so i think it's just beautiful to see and we can use them as templates i guess but yeah you know i wish j cole's interview Sorry, documentary, not interview. Doc, it's docu- he was, he was yeah. doing, I, well, it seems like um, 21 Savage was interviewing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, which I, which I really liked. I, I like the idea. You know, this thing I always part to be like, wanting to show up all the time because 
you understand? I, like, I, I think I've had this conversation with you before. I'm not a goal person. Yeah, but that sure. idea of just showing up and doing what you have to yeah, do. More J. Cole, just, person, you know what yeah. you have to do. Go to the studio, write more, do more, practice more. You understand? I've, I've, I've seen work. people, I, I've, I've known, there was this guy, I don't know, I will not mention his name on my podcast, but I know when he started rapping. I know how trash his rap was. You understand? He, he, I, I can say trash now because he, he would appreciate his growth now. When he told me he wants to start rapping, that was far back as a 2014, 2013, I guess. You know, this guy wasn't really... But look at what he does now. People admire the way he raps. He's a very good lyricist. He's like, the way he raps is like clean. You understand? That was proof to me that no matter what, if you put in the work, yeah. even if you are starting at zero, so far you are consistent, you would... Get refined to you mastery level. Understand. So that's what I feel like I want to be. Not like relaxing or, or, or picking one stage of my life and then... Yeah, just start doing nonsense you know. in the next phase. Yeah, I feel like we just did small rants now. Hmm? I feel like all the things we said now was like a rant. Was it the... It was yeah. a productive rant. <laughs> if it's productive, it's not a rant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. So, currently... Yeah. You know, there's this thing that people always want to know because you, know, you will not always be at your best every time. Yeah. How do you get up again? I guess that would be the question. How do you, you know, when you just feel like, oh, geez, when you hit that, when you start to have those ex- existential crises, like, what the fuck am I doing in my life? What am yeah. I doing? Why am I doing all this? How do you pick yourself up by your bootstraps and start doing stuff again? Uh, okay, first, I think I wouldn't want to give an advice that is absolute because my experience can't be taken by the general public, can't, can't be accepted by the general public per se because I'm a very emotionally resilient person. I often don't need other people to back up, but not everyone is like that. So most times when I'm facing this kind of crisis, I really don't. Like I could be bothered for an hour and the next hour, I just watch a YouTube video and I'm back to my fit. I just get back to what I was doing. I really don't um, get bothered by a lot of things because I have this emotional strength. I really am emotionally independent. So getting up is not hard for me. But what I would say for people generally is whenever you're down facing existential crisis, I feel one of the things you should do is actually ask yourself, why the hell are you doing all this in the first place? I think... Questioning the purpose or the source of all you're doing is one way for you to get back on track because it reminds you of why you started in the first place. And if you can realize that what you started, you know, for is still what, you know, pursuing, I feel you can still get back on your feet. But if on your own, independently, you can't get that reminder, I think it's best you talk to people. That's why you have friends. And that's why I feel people should invest in platonic love because your friends will be the one to, you know, put you back on your feet on this like that. Or your family, if you're close with your family. And your family are not shitty people because a lot of people that family are shitty. But if you have good friends or family, they can help you get back on your feet. Or you can consult books, even though I don't really support that. Or just a stranger. I feel like Twitter is good with a lot of good people. They can simply just share your art tweets and do just like, you know, take you back to this beast mode. So, any of those options will surface for me. But generally, I just do my thing myself. I just tell myself that guy, get your shit together. 
you have a goal, you know where you're going, you have to achieve this vision. So yeah. Yeah, which is pretty pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I, I, I like that take of you know I am the one who I'm the type of person when I feel like I'm tired. Because it doesn't happen all the time. It happens like two times in a year. You just like start questioning. Like especially when it, the year is about to end. Those times are like... Or your bad days. Those are the worst times for me. Because uh, yeah. it's like, okay, what did I do this year? What did I it's achieve? mostly my bad day for Understand? me. Mm-hmm. Understand? And I start to feel like, oh, damn, I wasted the whole time. Yeah. Understand? And it's good that you mentioned calling friends because I think... You probably most times don't keep track of things you've done. Exactly, so and remind times, you. So mm-hmm. friends who are watching your life, yeah, they just remind you, okay, this is this is your growth so far. So yeah, you should focus on that, and you understand. Just remind you of those positive things. And I think sometimes those kind of friends are good because they put yeah. this small, small pride that could be a little bit of like a bit of happiness. Yeah, 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 yeah cheerleader, something like that. But yeah, but but, but but then again, I feel sometimes this growth reminder can also be outbreaking. For oh. instance, if oh you're you're down and someone says, Oh, remember what you've done in the past, that can prove to you that you've really slacked. Like imagine someone telling me that, oh, I, I I'm worried that my writing is getting bad. And someone reminds me that, oh, I've written five books before, six books before. I think that can be counterproductive because it reminds me that guy. You're not on the level you used to be. So personally, I just I don't like asking people for help because I feel like people try to always, oh, you've done this. I look, you inspire others. I feel like that's not really what I need at that point sometimes. So I think it varies for people. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that you don't necessarily need people to gas you up. You okay, start, okay. Not necessarily people who will gas you up, people who just... And what, what do you mean? I have this friend. Yeah. She would know herself. She most times when I have those problems, I just call her. Yeah. And I talk to her. And she reminds me about you no, know, she just talks to me in this way that she just tells me this is who you've been before. She tells me when I was zero. Okay. Like when I was zero and like, you know. And tries to remind me about my growth. Not necessarily what I've done. Okay. Better. In a vague, abstract term, you don't Better. need to mention what I've done Better. because you might not even know what I've done. Okay. Understand? Okay. But how you see me, I'm like you from zero to yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Sometimes this kind of thing. I'll I think it, it works at times because this last year, I just tweeted, I went on my depressive moment, I just tweeted some random shit. And there's this friend of mine, she just reached out to me and just sent me some sweet messages. And that kind of. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, you you mentioned about tweeting when you were depressed. Yeah, so this is like a, like off tangent. What we are saying, but, off topic. Yeah, but I feel like people should talk more about when, when they're sad. People should talk more when they're sad. Yeah, yeah, I know. Rant, ranting is good. It's very good. I feel very like good. this idea of of just going off when yeah, you understand you're saying you don't want to. I like to rant. I, I encourage people to rant. Ranting is hell. You rant. It's you should rant. Fucking hell. Understand? Yeah. There was a time I was worried that I was not getting any jobs. Yeah. I. I I ranted on Twitter. Someone reached out to me. Yeah. Gave me, connected me to a gig that has brought me good money. Really? Interesting. I didn't plan for that. They just read my bio and so that yes. I was ranting. And, just and they connected, like connected me to a gig. Mm, and that gig has like changed my changed life in a way. Life. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I feel like 
talk about your problems. I don't, I don't buy to this idea. I think it's, I, is it a Christian idea or I don't know, this idea of not talking to only God and not talking to people about your problems. No. I don't care who you are. I can talk to you no, about I, anything. I also feel, I also feel this from past experiences. So a lot of people, because they have an encounter with one bad person, they tend to make that prevent them from having other experiences. A lot of people, for instance, might have told someone their experience at some point and person might have visited against them. And so they get really defensive from spilling other people. I think it varies. It's not just about religion. I think it varies. And also what our parents tell us, oh, don't trust mom, it's your problem. Tell it to God, tell it to Jesus, you know. Think of these factors, social and personal experience comes in. Yeah, yeah, true. Although I've not really had all those kind of issues where I would have to face people who betray yeah. I think I'm a very... I like to think of myself as careful, even though right now I might not be that very, even though like experiences of this month have told me that I'm not really careful. Careful as you used to be. Yeah. I understand. But, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to know that. So let's talk about social media. Okay. You are a social media person and you're a content strategist. Oh, I can't, you use social media a lot, yeah. Yeah. So for, some, for someone like me now, who is, okay, let, let, me, let, me, let me just ask you for advice my podcast or someone like me who has a podcast and trying to make sure that they have a good following and they have engagement on their podcast, what kind of thing can I do? Because I feel like I'm only good at content. Yeah. I can make the content, but like I don't pay, pay much attention to social media and how to keep listeners engaged in yeah. all these things. I feel one of the things you can do is use branded hashtags for your content. So you tell your listeners when listen to your podcast to share like their thoughts. Yeah. I said what I said, do it perfectly. And you can also, um, for the sake of SEO and whatnot, get on YouTube and just post clips. That really works because it increases your visibility on Google and invariably your I used to I used fully. to I used to put like my whole interview on YouTube. I just like got tired. I'm talking about the audio, I'm talking about video. Yeah, I used to have like an audio visual. Mm, okay. An audio visual, full length audio visual of the podcast and like put it on. Well, I think that's cute, but I think people want to see faces. Yeah, I think um, people want to see. Clips don't convert. Audio visuals don't convert. That's my, that my point. That's YouTube. my point. They don't convert on YouTube. Like, because if they don't see people talking, and that was the point. So I feel you need to do that. And also, you also need to engage your audience. For instance, listeners of your podcast are real humans. So as they're engaging, retweet, share thoughts, and sometimes just run polls, ask them questions. And you can also use user-generated content. It's called UGC. So whenever you're short of ideas or you're just tired of your podcast not getting enough engagement to it, just ask them on Twitter or Instagram stories that what episode you want to see next, topic, guests, you know, that kind of thing makes people feel seen. And once people feel seen, they want to engage more. And you can also have a newsletter. A lot of podcasts don't I, do that. I have a newsletter where there's those automatic. I have a templated yeah. automatically. So anytime I post, yeah. it goes out to my subscribers. I'm, I'm not talking about just that. I'm talking about engaging your podcast like human beings. Like just sometimes check up on them. I think it gives you your podcast a personal feel. Yeah, and, and, well, this is where specific knowledge comes in because yeah. this sounds easy. 
Sounds like something I can do. Said but can done. I? The intuitions I would have while doing it yeah. would not make it like for someone who has specific knowledge, they'll have intuitions of how to do it. Yeah. That they would see results. Now I can simply just since I know how to use the tools, I can simply just go and do the same thing. Yeah. But I don't have this set of intuitions, and I will not see results. In what sense? I'll also. What do you mean by I don't have the intuition? I, know, I feel. I just feel like people who have specific knowledge should just be paid to do what they are good at doing. Yeah, actually, and it makes life more easier for you, the podcast owner, because mm-hmm. I think you can't even do everything. You get exhausted. Yeah, because social, social media is I think that was tiring. why I got tired of the podcast at a certain time. You were trying to do all Editing. I, I, I do everything myself. Mm-hmm. I do the production, post-production, social media, marketing, yeah. everything. I do everything myself. Reaching out to guests, booking booking guests. Yeah, and emails and emails, all this. Yeah. Keeping up. So everything is on me. And, and 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 keeping in mind that the podcast is just one aspect of my life. And yeah. It's just one small aspect. You understand? Mm-hmm. I have jobs I have to do. I have clients I have to like yeah. attend to. I have books I have to read. I yeah. have, you know, I'm, I still have school because I want to like further my education. I need to like put energy into that also. Yeah. So all those things make me feel like I don't know. Sometimes when I just like look at all this and I was like, how am I able to do all these things? It's just good to help, Kelvin. Understand? You know, just get help. So that's why, you know, I put out a link at interneuron.com slash donate. Yeah. In any way you want to help this podcast grow. Because yeah. if you donate to this podcast, it means it gives me the freedom to create content you love. Because you have that. The start. The I give you this content and what, what it does is that it frees my time. It means someone can help me edit, someone can help me manage social media, yeah. someone could help me with the booking manage, emails and all these things. Community and understand? That. So if I can have, you know, I, I because there's only so much I can do, I just feel like most times I don't have that luxury of time to just be going on social media to do all those things. Like, no one really has. The, understand? No one really I, has. I don't want to do that because I feel like, like for me, the most important thing for me is content. And this is what I can do. I can sit down and have conversations, but yeah. like, not engaging. Just, just, I hear some Don't worry. I'm very sure. You all, please kindly contribute. I'm going to share the link with my personal yeah. network too. Internet.com. <laughs> Interneuron.com slash donate. Yeah. Support the podcast that you love. Support guys. So yeah, we are. <laughs> let's get past the um, social media talk. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about social media generally? Apart from work. Yeah. From sense, how do you like it? How do you, do you feel it's good? Do you feel it's toxic? Do you feel it's good? How do you see social media? I feel social media is like any other thing in life. So much of it can be bad. I love it. And the way I use it. When, when we say too much of something can be bad. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes too much of a good thing can be a good thing. Give an instance. Just sometimes. Give an instance, love. actually. Love. You really think so? Can too much of love be bad? Thing? Yes, because it makes you stupid and delusional. How? My dear. See, love uh, is really like, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, but the moment love is too much, the point where your logic reasoning is not being functional. No, you're not advising people to love bots. That's what it sounds like. Love bots. 
Yeah, I advise people to love bots all the time, especially when... That's why I feel like... Yeah. I still feel that people who didn't do dating yeah. in secondary school yeah. missed out. Why do you think so? I feel like that was the purest form of romantic relationship. Actually, because we're all naive. There was no love, but it was just love. It was just... But Someone who just liked you because they liked you, not because you had something to give them, have, but they yeah. had something to give you or something. They just loved you. That's my point. That in the adult world, it's more difficult to do that. Be sincere. Adults are messy people. You know, you you we would have, have, you would have thought we would be better, but imagine, I, I never thought imagine we'd be children better. having imagine secondary school kids having better romantic relationships than us, even though they don't last, but they are very pure. I think that because of their innocence, not necessarily because they're better than us. You've not reached the stage of getting, you know, exposed to the evils of life. I'm, I'm talking like it's what the are the evils stuff. of life? Other than getting betrayed by your first love, that was nonsense stuff. <laughs> like I was traumatized, you know, by yeah. love. I was traumatized, so I really love its caution. Yeah, I love its caution. Well, well, but 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 back to you know the social media. Um, talk so i feel like social media is really good and it just depends on the way you use it and social media has changed my life because without social media i don't think you know born with in nigeria with the existing network i had from birth i don't think my life would be at this stage so i think social media has brought a lot of most of my friends are internet friends i don't really have real life friends and they've really really been packed same with you know romance i've made a lot of amazing people that updated on social media and yeah, so social media has been good for me. Oh, you mean the like people you dated on social media? Yeah. So you, you no, just we didn't date online. We met online. Oh. Then went to the physical. Yeah. Oh, I see. That that yeah. cool. okay, that's cool. I mean, the work of Tinder and Twitter. So, yeah. Tinder. Yeah. Are you on Tinder? I used to be. You used to be on Tinder. Yeah. So you used to use so many of your life swiping. Yeah, I, I mostly swipe left though because this switch is expensive. Because this this test is expensive, rather. Taste. Oh, yeah. You have expensive taste. Yes, I do. All right. Yes, I do. But does your spec? Yeah. Oh, how do you see that? Now? Are you your spec spec? I think I am to some extent. <laughs> Let me feel myself. I think I am. I think I am. You think you are? I think I am. Yeah, that's that's a, that's refreshing to me. Yeah. So, I think we are getting close to the yeah. latter part of this conversation now, right? I have like two questions for you. Yeah. What do you think is one thing that you want people to know? You know, like you imagine you have a platform or a microphone. Yeah. Understand? And the whole world could hear you. What's that one thing you should tell them? Mm. What's that thing you want to tell them? That I want to tell them. Yeah. Kevin, a lot of things I want to say. Oh yeah, you can but, speak it to you. But, but this question is actually one that requires deep thinking <laughs> because you think you know the answer, but then your mind is just blank. Because what do I actually want to tell the world? Okay, first, I think this issue has been bothering me. It's not an issue though because it's not anyone's business, but this new obsession with materialism mm. about generation and yeah. perception, not substance, it's been bothersome. Like, I just want to tell young people around the world that to be sincere, money is good. Other things are really, really good. I'm not rich, so I can't like say money is evil. Money is, I love money, absolutely. But, you know, this thing where we are all chasing, 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 but there's little or no substance. 
we have a lot of rich people now. Our generation, I think we are, in Nigeria particularly, we are getting, you know, to be very rich than our parents' generation where even though they had better opportunities than us, mm-hmm. but because of the tech, you know, and illicit activities. But I feel like our generation is pretty convinced, confused in the sense that we all want to look rich, but there's little no impact. I do not explain it. Like, you really see people doing worthwhile stuff lately. It's all about money. You dress well, you dress good, you carry girls. And I sound like a 60-year-old, like a baby boomer right now, but absolutely I'm not. I just feel like having wealth, having money, having others, material possession and no substance is really the part of comfort and comfort leads to, leads to a stupid life because at the end of the day, you wonder what did I really spend my time doing? Because at the end of the day, money is just a form of exchange. Really think about it. Money shouldn't be the essence of where we're living. It shouldn't be what makes me wake up every morning. Except I'm in their need of it. That is, I'm in poverty, extreme poverty. That's when it becomes an essence. But as young people, I feel we should go for the experience sometimes. We should go for the impact sometimes. We should go for the fun of it sometimes. And not always about money, 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 money. How much can I get from this? How much? I just feel it's, it's choking. And then this perception. A lot of times I work with companies. No offense to them. That seem big from the outside. When I got inside, they're really shitty. They are messy. They don't pay well. They just have branding. And that's where our world is. You know, we have a lot of people that we admire and get close to them, realize that they are so shitty. So I just, you know, want to tell the world that we should just learn to build on substance and not social media fame and appearance. Yeah. I sound well, like that's, that's, that's really deep. And yeah, I hope people get to listen to that. There's, these, are, these are things I've also thought about and those are really interesting points. So one other question I'll ask you before you go, which is a question everybody gets to answer on this podcast. You know, I'm is, nervous, okay. What's okay, Jeremiah J. Yeah, what is the meaning of life? Calvin, you <laughs> these last questions are really deep questions. Uh, well, life, life, life. I just think life is the meaning of life. Hmm. I don't know, but I think life is something we are forced to partake in. Yes, we're forced to partake in it. Then, when we find ourselves in it, there are these, you know, standards established by our family, the society, or ourselves that we have to fulfill throughout our lifetime. And in the pursuit of these um, set standards or goals, we meet different people who might help us achieve it or derail from it. And most times in the, in, the, in the process of trying to get a meaning to this meaninglessness, because at the end of the day, really think about it, what actually determines a successful life is determined by what is optimal in the society at the time. At some point in society, getting married at 16 was success because that was the existing culture. Mm-hmm. Right now in our society, it is being a tech bro mm-hmm. at age 20, Silicon Valley, getting mm-hmm. valuation of hundreds of billions of dollars, you know, and dropping out and just being successful. That's the success now. So 
we're in that pursuit of meaninglessness. But in, in the in the in the place of that, we have to just look for meaning in ourselves. Like I feel, I feel like life is meaningless though. But you just find meaning for yourself and just achieve the standards set for you by your family, society, or just yourself. But me, I'm mostly pursuing the standards meant for myself because I feel like other people's standards uh, for you, when you achieve them, just, I don't know, you don't, you don't feel life. For instance, my family standards is for me to be a lawyer, then ascend to the corporate board, be one top CEO, wear suits, you know, in this stuffy weather and sweat like a goat. But deep down, I know that's not what I want to do. So if I told you that part, my life would be meaningless at the end of the day, despite achieving the LinkedIn definition of success. I guess for last life is meaningless, but then you find your own meaning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty dope. Like, I like Jeremiah's and uh, fashion of. I think that way you tell everybody in the podcast, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you compliment it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sure. So, I'll put you on an open floor now. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. Tell us where we can find you. Okay. Just tell us about anything. Just anything you want to say right now. This is I don't. I didn't ask any questions. Just say anything you want to say. Okay. Okay. First of all, thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, second. Okay. I think you can subscribe to my newsletter. It's the Wednesday goodness, and I have this project coming up soon. It's going to be like an hybrid format of a community and a uh, what's it called. A community and just a place where young people, young professionals can get like real-time support. So that's coming up pretty soon, like latest by July. And you can catch up with my blog post. I'm getting back to releasing content next week. Next week I'll be releasing a content. I don't this podcast will be released there. When will it be released? Okay. Okay. Don't worry. By the time it's released, I'll release the, the, the blog post. But I did a series with an interview writer with a freelance writer who has made $10,000. For writing, so you might want to read if you're interested in freelancing. Yeah, and you all keep being the good people that you are, or bad bitches and niggas. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's Jeremiah Ajayi, and he is a bad motherfucker and a rich uncle. Where we are right now. Yeah. Yeah, so cheers, man. Bye. Cool. Oh, jeez. Yes, thanks for listening to the end. And I really do hope you enjoyed this conversation. Don't forget to leave a review of 5,000 Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe if you are not subscribed. And um, that's it for me this week and on to the end. Stay curious. Mm-hmm.